was trying not to ruin it by laughing at me. <laughs> that was so funny. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hello, hello, it's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with Daniel Throssell, who is known as the, uh, the best copywriter in Australia. Well, that's what one of his clients said anyway. So I've got him on the podcast today. We've been doing some uh, bundles together, some things together, and uh, I thought I'd get him on. We'd talk about his approach. He's a bit uh, contrarian. He does things very differently. Probably not a bit, probably more like a lot. He's doing things, he's, he's kind of new, I think, in the grand scheme of things in the whole copywriting world, at least new from where I sit. But um, he's like, he's innovating. He's doing all this new stuff. He's very, very creative, and he's got a lot of wisdom and value to share. So here we are. We're going to do an interview, a podcast here today. And uh, I'm going to have some fun. So let's do this. Daniel, what's going on, man? How are you going, man? <laughs> it's, it's awesome to be on this good, podcast. Dude. Yeah, dude, it's awesome to have you here. It's cool to be doing it with like another uh, Australian instead of like, you know, another American. Yeah, which is why it's, it's so gracious of you to, to when, when you were like, oh, he's been called the best copywriter in Australia. You actually wrote that on the bundle page. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, I was hoping John wouldn't see that because he's like one of the only other well-known copywriters in Australia. You might take it personally. <laughs> it's one of these things, right? Like where copywriters get a bit of flack for this and, and it's understandable why, but like we'll take a line like, because this is from one of your clients, right? He said you're the best copywriter yeah, in Australia. exactly. And maybe to him, he's probably worked with a, a bunch of copywriters and you're the best out of all those ones. And he's probably worked with some good copywriters because he's a big dude in Australia. So you're somewhere around that best, but then, you know, as copywriters, we then take that and we use it everywhere, you know, rightly or wrongly, you know, but um the reality is, you know, I say, I think one thing I've said before, I've said well, not, not once, but a few more than a few times is the highest paid email copywriter in the world. I can't prove that at all. It's like a lot of these sort of, <laughs> it's like you can't prove who, how do you even prove who the best copywriter in the world I is? I know, I know, exactly, exactly, which is why I've never, I've never used the words myself. Uh, out of my <laughs> well, mouth, I'm using them. But uh, um, I appreciate that. Well, I mean, to be fair, like you're you're doing some really, like I said in the in the intro, like some really interesting stuff. Some stuff that's like it's not just the standard cookie cutter copywriting stuff, the standard tips and tricks and and the things that everyone else is saying, and that makes it really interesting. And so, even if you're not the very very best in Australia, you're certainly the most creative that I've seen, um, which is almost the same thing I'd say, especially in the long run. So I'm excited. I'll take that, and I might I might just go on my website and change it to most creative from John McIntyre. But it's, it's funny, actually, something you said uh, that I was new to the game. And in a way, that is very true because I only started my own email list a year ago from when we're talking now. Right. But I was writing copy for, you know, the last, I think, since 2016. Uh, so it's, it's been very kind of secret. I just haven't really been uh, out, out in the open. I was working on Upwork. Right. actually for a lot of my career mm. <laughs> so that's 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 a deep dark place that a lot of people won't talk about but I actually had a lot of success there all right well let's um because i know a bit about your story i've been on your email list it's amazing and we can uh, we can send people there after this because they should definitely check it out but uh, i think that your story really starts with uh ramit right ramit sethi it did well and so well it's it, it probably starts a tiny bit before that i was okay an, an engineer okay right i was an engineer wearing a hard hat literally wearing a hard hat and 
red dusty boots uh, on Barrow Island offshore in Western Australia. Um, you know where Western Australia is, right, John? It's it's that big state that you guys over in the east uh, <laughs> never send any. I've never, never been there. Revenue to- <laughs> I've never ever visited. I want to go. I want to go to Kimberley, but uh, no, I've never been to Perth. Or, I've never been where you. Yeah, are. It's, well, just for the listeners, we got a bit of a rivalry between east and west, just a little bit. Do I don't we? think you guys. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. <laughs> I've been away for so long. I'm so out of touch with all the Australian <laughs> things like, oh, we get rivalry between this state. I don't know. I don't, I'm not really into no, that. No, no, no. It's, it's, it, it's exactly like you just said, dude, because it's like in the West we're all like, oh, those people from the Eastern <laughs> states. And then in Melbourne it's like, Where, where's Perth? <laughs> but, yes, <it> was, <laughs> I was working offshore and I was uh, remote. So t- 28 days in a row I worked from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. That was my shift. And it was miserable. I hated it. I was working on this gas plant and it was, it was absolutely awful. And I was following Ramit Sethi at the time. And he announced this contest one day in 2016 to launch his copywriting course. And basically it was, if you write a sales letter for my course and promote it to your friends uh, and, and submit it to me, uh, he, he would judge the best one and the best one would get to call him for half an hour and talk about copywriting and he'd send them uh, his three favourite books or something like that on copy. And I won that contest. I had mm. never heard of copywriting before and didn't know what it was. And that maybe, maybe that's the start of my contrarianism because all these other people were entering that with just the typical sales letters. It's like how to 2X, 3X, even 10X your business with Ramit's new copywriting course. Mm. And, you know, what if I could show you a way to have more people opting in, like salivating dogs and just all that, you know, that cringy stuff. Everyone else is writing things like that. And I'm reading the other entries and I'm like, oh, man, this is I'm going to lose because I don't even know what the copywriting is a word. But I wrote this thing. And the, the article was uh, how I convinced my wife to let me buy a $200 book or something like that. That was the title. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote this story of how I ended up buying one of Ramit's uh, products, which was just an ebook. And I told the story of how, like, you know, it was because Ramit was so good and so convincing. And so I recommend people check out his course. And because it wasn't like the typical sales letter kind of thing, it was, it was kind of fresh. Mm-hmm. And Ramit picked that one. To win. And I, I remember like when he announced it, I was literally like sitting at my desk in, in the office out on site and I was, I was late for a cable inspection in the field. Mm. Like the bus was out there waiting and I'm sitting there with like one earphone press it and he says, Daniel Throssell. And I, like, I nearly screamed. I, like in the middle of the office, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I quickly pick up all my stuff and run out with my hard hat on. Um, <laughs> so after that, um, it just gave me sort of the kind of, confidence hey maybe i could look at this and i spoke to him and i was like i'd like to become a copywriter but i don't know anything about it so he gave me some books to read some things to do and i ended up jumping on upwork and sort of uh working working my way up there so that's that's kind of really how i got my start i guess right it's such a great like origin story man like the just how that came together it's cool like it's interesting it's 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 yeah it's cool man it's entertaining you can, you can make a movie out of this stuff um it, it's it's funny I, I haven't even really told it in that much i and that's probably another thing that i do that like a lot of a lot of other people well a lot of other people do they have their origin story in so much detail and i was like ah everyone's got an origin story now. I just go on to get into the fun, weird stuff. Right. So I guess I haven't told that in as much detail as I should. 
Right. Yeah, I think it's a great story. I think this is this is you know, look, I'm impressed. I'm like, that's like if I went in remise, uh, like sales, if I was in that competition, I would have been one of the people you beat probably because I would have been doing this because I've, you know, I started with copyright. I'm reading Gary. I'm reading all the copywriting stuff, Gary Halbert and uh, Breakthrough Advertising and or like all the standard copywriting books, which are great and there's and there's good stuff there. But you, like your um, your advantage is that you didn't at least in the beginning read read any of that stuff. So yeah, yeah, I, I didn't know any of it. Um, and so it was more about just thinking of kind of what is interesting to me. And that's sort of a philosophy I have taken since then is that everyone is kind of learning from the same stuff. Everyone's going to sell you. We, we talked about this before, right? When I interviewed you is that you were like, everyone's got a system they want to tell you and it's all BS. You said something like that, but yeah, um, everyone's following the same templates and all the rules and so on. And one of the things that, you know, is kind of stood out to me is that, you know, there was, there was a lack of really kind of fresh and fun stuff. And so I, you know, when I started my email list, I was trying to be really uh, goofy and different, you know, crack dumb jokes that, that are really stupid, but that I think are funny and tell these ridiculous stories. Like in, in my email sequence, there's these stupid scenes of like giant lions hunting you and running around machine, machine guns and so on. And it's crazy. It's crazy. But it's like, well, no one else is doing stuff like that. So I'll give it a whirl. And and it it worked really well. Hmm. Hmm. This really highlights like, because, you know, I get emails, you probably get these emails now too. uh, But where it's like people are like, they want to get into copywriting, they want to learn more about it, or even they're already doing it. And this applies to business in general. People think they need to have all the skills, they need to read all the books, they need to be like a professional and study really hard. And in a way, like sometimes that's true, but but a huge piece of um, you know business or anytime that there's there's a market, right? Explain you know works in dating and other situations too. But like it's about being unique. It's about standing out, doing something that's different. So if you're only like taking in this great, really simple way of putting it from uh, Naval Ravikant, uh, where I think he's on Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan, he says something like uncommon. Like people are reading all the same books, right? About like whether it's from Warren Buffett or Gary Halbert in, in different industries, and when everyone's reading the same books, they're all taking they're all receiving the same inputs. But if you have the same inputs, you're going to have the same outputs. So average inputs, as in the average of what everyone's reading and consuming, lead to average outputs. If you want um, non, non, uh, non-average, non-linear, you can even say, or exponential outputs, you need to have different, very different inputs to what most people are putting in. And that's what we're saying is most copywriters, they all have the same inputs. So they're all going to get roughly the same result. If you want to get, um, you know, really stand out, you need to be more, put yourself more in a position of where you seem to end up um, or where even where you started from, because then that gives you this advantage. Absolutely. Um, honestly, when Ramit, I, I mentioned that when I won that contest, uh, Ramit, one of the prizes was he'd send you his favorite books, and two of them weren't even about copywriting, <laughs> which I what found were the books? weird. Uh, so he sent me the, the Robert Collier letter book. So okay, that yeah. one was obviously about copywriting. Yeah. Uh, and the other two, well, I'm just looking at I think I have them here. Yeah, one was called Mindless Eating by oh. Brian Wonsink. And it's, it's literally, it, the tagline is why we eat more than we think. And it, was, it just has nothing to do with copywriting, but it was kind of about psychology. And the other one was called The Age of Propaganda. And that, that was really cool, actually. Um, kind of about, you know, how, how people persuade you. Uh, I, I think a, a deeper version of like influence, which, which everyone, sorry, is it influence by, by yeah. Cialdini? Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That one that everyone's read, it's kind of a, a deeper version of that, but two of them weren't, weren't about copywriting. And so I, I was reading 
stuff like that. And when I was, you know, writing my first sales pages and so on, like I, I got on Upwork, as I mentioned, and, yeah. you know, every, everyone was kind of doing the same thing there. And I went and wrote this, like, this crazy profile that was different to what everyone else was doing. Hmm. And everyone else, like, it, you go on Upwork and people are like, um, you know, my name is so-and-so and I've been doing this for X years. And if you have this problem, I can help you. It's like, it was really standard. They were writing it like a resume. And so I was like, well, what if I actually write that like a sales page? And that might not sound really revolutionary, especially now. A lot of people started copying this on Upwork. But when I first did it, I was like the only person who did that. And so I just started crushing it there. Like there were so many people contacting me, even though I was new though. Like I've never seen anyone write like that. And again, it was just a case of coming in and being like, well, everyone's kind of really stale. Everyone's just really boring. How can we do something different? Uh, and it worked really well there too. And I, what, I, what I didn't tell you, actually, I don't think I've mentioned this a lot, is I ended up getting a job offer from Remit, uh, but I didn't qualify for it. So mm. like they, they were like, we, we're only um, taking Americans. And so they, they were posting uh, for, for copywriters. This was several months later. And they're like, oh, but we, you have to live in America. And the first step is write a 700-word sales letter in this box in the application for something. And in that box, I just wrote, uh, please see resume, right? It is the, you're meant to write a 700-word letter that I just said, please see resume. And I did this resume, which was not a resume at all. It was like this creatively designed sales page. It was like full of pictures and arrows and so on and like headlines and stuff. And I was like, look, I don't fulfill your rules at all, which is why I didn't even bother writing you a sales letter. But what I can tell you is, like, I've done this, this, and this, and I would be really good for you. And I sent that in to them. And I didn't hear anything back from a while. I was, for a while, I was like, ah, yeah, well, I didn't expect it. And then they contacted me. And they're like, you're through to the next stage. And so I, I did that. I had to write a cover letter. And I wrote the cover letter. And then they were like, oh, wow, that was actually so good that we're not going to send you the next test. We're giving you a harder one. And the copy chief, they actually made a harder test there. He's like, you need to rewrite our best sales page lead in 48 hours. And I was on holiday in Japan at the time. Uh, and I remember waking up in this ryokan in some really, like, really uh, inaka, I, I, I don't know the word in English, um, like remote, kind, kind of really remote. Mm. And, like, I, checked, I went to get Wi-Fi and I opened my laptop and there's this message from him. It's like, you sent the night before. It's like, you've got 48 hours to rewrite the lead of our best sales page. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, but I managed to do it, got it in there, and they ended up, like, uh, trying to give me a job. I, I, I Eventually, eventually I wasn't able to take it because of the country difference, but they, they really wanted to. But, that, again, that was just another case of just doing stuff that other people weren't doing like everyone else was just sitting there writing the sales letter and i was like well stuff the sales letter i'll just do what they want to see instead and it worked out really well mm. what do you think why do you think you like what makes you think like that because a lot of people like it's thinking outside the box and it's it's easy to see it in retrospect but i'm, I'm curious if, if you know what what exactly leads you to think in that way to question the rules like that when most people don't think like that i i that's really hard because that's like saying to a, a Japanese speaking person, it's like, how did you learn to speak Japanese so well? How could mm. I do that? And mm. I know this because I taught myself Japanese. So like, I'm really familiar with that. And Japanese people will always say, oh, you just got to study a lot of hours. You just got to handwrite it. And they just give answers, but they never actually did it that way. So they don't really know 
Mm. And I think it's the same way. Like I just, it just made sense to me to do that. And if, if you were asking me like, what, what should you do? I could probably give you some bulldust answer. Like, Oh, well, it's really easy. You just got to sit down and think creatively or something. But I, I don't know. It was just, it was kind of the, the way I, the way I saw things. Uh, but but I will say that it, it did come from this feeling when I was looking. Every time I was looking at the copywriting world, it, it stunned me. And uh, maybe you would say this too, that, you know, as copywriters, we're supposed to be the best at this. And everyone, you know, talks up how geniuses like Gary Halbert or Gene Schwartz or so on. And they really were doing cool. John Carlton, they were doing really cool revolutionary stuff. But then 99% of people want to come in after them and just like do what they did. And it's like what they did was cool because they did it first. But if you come in and just do it again, and nowadays you got things like, you know, um, some really popular courses out there and people just following them blindly. It's like it worked really well. And it, maybe it will work well for a while, but it's not creative. It's not new anymore. And to me, I was like, well, why are copywriters who are supposed to be the best at coming up with ideas? Why are they like that? And how can we be different? And I, I remember watching you. I, you know, I was following you for a long time mm-hmm. um, before, you know, I'm, I'm so honored that we're talking now. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I remember for years, like reading your stuff, like when I first started in copywriting, just after that remit thing, yours was mm-hmm. one of the first lists I was on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were, you've talk, talked about too, you were doing something new. Nowadays, like the kind of stuff that you were writing back then, the funnels that you were writing, they're kind of boring and plain because everyone's done them since then, right? And so now you're saying to me, like, I'm doing this cool, fresh stuff, but that's kind of because, and I've heard you talk about this, that it's because the industry changes. And the kind of things that you were doing five years ago, well, now everyone's doing them. And you, I think you even mentioned this at the Freelance Copywriting Summit. I think that's where I heard you say it. You were like, don't you go out now and be the autoresponder guy because the industry's <laughs> moved on. And, like, that's what so many people are not getting. They're mm. like, oh, you know, Stefan Georgia's RNBC course. I'll, I'll do that and I'll just write RNBC. Now, I, I haven't taken that course and I think Stefan's really talented and his system works, but it's like that defeats the whole purpose of being creative. You know, you're not going to come up with your genius ideas when you're just doing someone else's stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think so people like me and you were doing something new and then everyone jumps on the bandwagon and, you know, the industry matures again, it gets sophisticated again and someone else has to come in and innovate. Yeah. I mean, this is just how, this is just business. This is just markets, right? It's like the, someone does something new, they eventually become like the established entrenched player. They then get lazy and a bit slow. And, I, you know, because, you know, I know I've done this. Like I've sort of co- like coasted for in different ways. I was in Thailand in 26, I went back to Thailand in 2016 to, basically produce dance music and DJ, which I haven't spoken too much about publicly, but, but, <laughs> but so, um, you know, I'm like, all right, let's, let's sort of, uh, you know, put the sort of copywriting stuff to the side and that, that can run and, you know, make money mostly on autopilot. And then I'll spend most of my time doing, you know, da- making dance music basically and DJing, which was great fun. And I'm so glad I did it, but you know, like, you know, I was coasting. So then in that sense, like I was a lot less hungry, you could say, than I was back in 2012 when I came up with the autoresponder guy thing. So there's that, there can be that tendency and that's okay. That's just, you know, different life stages, I suppose. But the the problem is there. And then, but then someone like you comes along and goes, well, screw all this stuff that you guys would be doing. I'm going to do it my own way. And then you start a whole new thing. And then, you know, but it's hard work. I think this is why like people don't do it is because it's harder that way. Like your, your whole thing, which, um, 
be interesting to talk about your parallel welcome sequence. Like I can see, I, I think that'd be amazing to do that. Like I would love to do that for my, my, my copywriting stuff, but to be honest, I just can't be bothered. It's, it's <laughs> I wish I could be, but at least right now, I just don't care enough to, to put the time into write like a, and most people I haven't, I haven't seen anyone else doing it. I'm sure there are a few out there, but there doesn't seem to be very many people doing it yet. Yeah. Well, I'm, shall I talk about that now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's, let's yeah. dive in. Well, so, uh, I mean that, yeah, that, that honestly is one of the, probably, that's probably my uh, greatest achievement is coming up with that funnel because like that has been the, the driving force behind the growth of my business. It's just one really crazy idea. And so basically just for, for people who have no idea what it is, uh, it was like, I had, I had this welcome funnel and then I was like, well, why don't I let people click through the emails? Cause I'd heard of people doing that before. Right. I, I think, I think from Chris Osikowski, he mentioned someone else had this course where you click a link and you get the next email now. I was like, oh, cool. Why didn't I do that with my welcome sequence? Why made them make them wait for a day? And so I was doing that. So I linked all my emails together and I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. And then I was like, well, every time they click, they just go to this page. It's like, yep, now you've got the next email. And I was like, well, that's kind of boring. What if I made those pages different for every email? And so I did that and I was like, well, now I can say like, well, the next email is on X and that's in your inbox. But I was like, well, what if I made something funny here? So I started coming up with these like ridiculous stories. Like you click and then uh, you suddenly are like falling down this void and then you land in a chair and suddenly you're in the middle of a classroom. And then the next email starts in your inbox and you're in a classroom. Right? And it, it was just kind of this flowing thing. And those was just ridiculous things like giant monsters chasing you. And I'm running around with a shotgun and shooting this giant shark that's trying to bite your head off. Just crazy stuff like that. Mm. Um, and people were just loving it. And it, it, uh, it, it really took on a life of its own. And it's kind of gotten me so much traction since, since I published it. Um, firstly, because, yeah, no one's doing that kind of thing. And also because it was... It was just really, I was having so much fun doing it. And I feel like I don't read a lot of copywriters who feel like they're having fun. I feel like they're just kind of telling me what they should. And it's all really cliche now. It's all really kind of entrenched and set in stone. It's like the welcome email. The welcome email is like, hi there, my name is so-and-so. And, you know, five, five, it, it, honestly, dude, a lot of them sound like yours. And I'm not saying that as a diss. I'm saying because you came up with a lot of this style. You came up with a lot of this style 10 years ago or so. And then everyone started doing it. Like you were the autoresponder guy. And now there's like 50,000 autoresponder guys. And they're all like, look, uh, my name is so-and-so. And, -so, and 20, 10 years ago, I was on drugs and broke. And in the next five emails, I'm going to show you how I like blah, blah. And then the email ends is like, tune in for the next email where you're going to learn how, what I did to overcome this. And like now everyone's doing that. So it was kind of a, kind of a rebellion against that, I guess. Uh, and it worked really well. And the funny thing is, like, literally just this morning before we're talking today, I've been working on that sequence. And, you know, I have I, ha I literally have a spreadsheet open with all the emails and all the stories and where they go. And you know, I'm trying to rearrange it and, and edit it. And like you said, it is a giant pain in the butt. Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe how hard it is to do to make this work. And also, like, the back end to set it up is so freaking complicated. Like, I... I've had so many glitches and it's, it's just this massive hack job in Aweber where I set it up. So like at the yeah. moment, I'm pretty happy that like not many people are going to come in and do it. I mean, in, 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 I can't believe, you know, Aweber with that would be a nightmare. I don't know where Aweber is these days, but, but 
they're yeah they're like the simplest email marketing thing you can you need to get on like drip or convert kit or one of these more uh fancy snazzy uh programs yeah to- and i've heard i've heard that they, they're a lot better for it i i like the deliverability of aweber hmm. um and, and kind of like the you know, this is a touchy thing, so I won't go into go into it a lot. But the political stability, the political stability of Aweber, like there's things like Mailchimp, where you know they kick people off for having the wrong political thoughts or so on. That's happened. Oh, so like Aweber does that. Aweber does that less. They haven't really done that that much. So I'm happier with them. But I will admit their interface, man. If anyone is listening, you got to weigh it up. You got to weigh it. Up. I mean, if you're not going to do something really complex, then it's probably good. But trying to set up a a funnel like that they suck at that i have to say right yeah dude interesting interesting well um i'd like to i've actually got your email your welcome email right here i'd like to read a little bit if it's okay with you because i just think it's great it's just such a novel such a unique kind of way to do it even just talking (laughs) about it like so i'm actually planning out like a free email course for a new business um which will be probably very different. It's not, not even nothing to do with copywriting. It's actually to do with the freelance copywriting uh, summit stuff. I talked about the, the nervous system yeah. stuff, but um, like it inspires me even talking about this. I'm like, man, maybe I should like just sit down and spend a week or two and just smash through one of these power, like just write one out, set it up. It's probably a bit easier in, in the eyes drip at the moment, probably a bit easier in there. Cause you can just, you can do like a drag and drop uh, visual editor. But anyway, here's the, here's the welcome series. Here's Daniel series. The, the subject line is the dark room and then in brackets, the world's most unusual welcome email. So there's none of this like, welcome to the family, please read. Yeah. The, the more standard thing, right? Okay, here we go. We need some like, like uh, so maybe I can put some music in, some like uh, trailer music or something. It's going to go perfectly <laughs> with this. You open your eyes. It's dark and you're strapped to a chair. Your head is throbbing like you've been hit. You tug on your right arm, but it won't budge. Same for your left. Your feet are stuck too. You mutter to yourself, where the... You look around. The room is dimly lit, so you can't see much, but it looks like some kind of prison cell. And then, footsteps. A figure enters the room and flicks on a light. You wince as your eyes adjust and you get a good look at your presumed kidnapper. And then it just continues. So it's like... I'm just trying not to ruin it by laughing over me. That was so funny. I need to do an audiobook version and get you to record it. I would love that, man. That was fun. Like you're making it all dramatic and then the footsteps. <laughs> you, did, you did the click when the footsteps came. <laughs> That'd be that's an interesting yeah, that was- thing. Make like an audio version of every email, like an audiobook. So you can just press play at the top of the email. That's another innovation it's, for you. It's something, it's something I'm I might do. I, I I'm looking at I'm looking at doing a book in this style not not the not the click to advance just a book hmm. but just written in that style that teaches email marketing so like again like every single copywriting book out there you get it and it's like you know here's 10 ways to improve your headlines number one improve, promise a benefit and it's like just really boring it's like reading a textbook and i was like well i want to do something like that that's actually fun to read so right. that's one of the projects i have in my plate for this year and how do you how do you plan on making it fun to read? I'm curious. Well, like just like the stories that I have in there. So I mean, some of the stories when you go through that welcome sequence, and the ones I'm adding right now, as I'm as we're talking to you, you know, like this morning I was adding more. I'm I'm talking about 
Like I'm doing one where it's about AI. And so copywriters are all worried about AI coming for their jobs, right? right. And so I have this little little scene where, you know, we're, we're kind of in my copywriting lab and then these robots start invading. And so we're like shooting them with guns. And, you know, it's like, oh, that, that kind of gun doesn't work because, uh, you know, it's just, it's based on so-and-so. Like you're, you're just trying to be like everyone else. And then I, I don't really want to spoil the story, but I end up defeating the robot by using personality in a certain way. And it's like, that's what that's, so that's the lesson there, right? If right. you're worried about AI, AI can't replicate personality. So that is what's going to make you robot proof because you can add personality to a brand, which AI, AI can only do templates. But that's the lesson that I'm telling through a fun story. So I want to mm. do a book like that. That's, that's mm. my eventual goal. Mm, mm. dude i love it I'm, I'm excited to see where you go because obviously you're doing you're doing all this different stuff it's going to just wherever like however big it gets it's going to be interesting either way just because it's going to be weird and wonderful and crazy and you know if you need someone to narrate those uh emails for you just give me a call you know? <laughs> i know where i'm gonna go i can do the footsteps I was, I was man like, yeah i was like uh you know it'll be really cool if i narrate it because i've got you know I got the Australian accent. Don't laugh because you're Australian too. But I was like, people love Aussies. They're going to love hearing the Australian accent. But hearing you do it, you've got the Australian accent and you've got that like silky radio voice. I was like, I heard you and I was like, yeah, okay, I know who I'm going to hire for this one. Oh, man, I would probably, I'd be, I'd be interested in like uh, doing just for fun because it's like just trying to make life more interesting. It's such a random, that'd be such a random project. That'd actually be really fun to work on though. Um, well, well, we'll we'll talk about that one later then. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right, so we uh, we're, we're probably near we're nearing the time we need to wrap up. You mentioned um, what would we touch? We've done Upwork. We've done uh, we've done the the Parallel Welcome series. Is there anything else? Like what what really? Some of your emails are actually really good. Like what frustrates you, or what's like some weird wacky thing that we haven't spoken about that you think everyone every copywriter anyway needs to know about. Honestly, I, I think that we, we've just been touching on the themes which are dearest to my heart, which is that you've got to, I, I call this, this is in my welcome sequence, co- being a copywriting hamster. And, and it's one of my emails. I tell the story how my son, he got this hamster. And it's one of those toys, you know, like you say something and then it like records it and it plays it back really high pitched. And it's so freaking annoying. It's like, hello, hamster. Hello, hamster. And it's, it's kind of like that. And he got it and he was just in love with this toy. And I'm sitting there in my office writing and he's outside going, hello, hamster, how are you? Hello, hamster, how are you? I'm, 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 And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so it gave me this idea, like this concept. I always use this term. There's like copywriting hamsters. And everyone is just like a hamster. They're like, oh, you've got to do daily emails. You've got to have a benefit in your headline. You've got to write to your one reader. Your headline is 80% of the value of the ad, like all this dogma that they're just copying, copying, copying. And it's just, it's just so boring. If you want to really make a brand for yourself, you have to, you can't be a hamster. You can't be a copywriting hamster. You've got to be someone new. You've got to be doing your own thing. You've got to use your own personality. Like you were saying before, you've got to bring in your own inputs and come up with new stuff that other people aren't doing. You don't just read the copywriting books. You read other stuff you come up with new things. And when you do that, that's when you build a brand that stands out. Because for better or worse, it's not 2012 anymore. Uh, John McIntyre is not the only guy out there. There's a lot of people who have done what John McIntyre has done. And so, like, people who are just, like, thinking that they're going to copy you and be better at it are just stupid because you've already done it better. Or people who come in and copy me and they're like, oh, I'll do Daniel. 
It's like Daniel's already done Daniel better than you. You've got to be something else. It's not a hamster. And I think that's the, the single most important thing for, for copywriters. And the thing that ticks me off the most, quite frankly, is people who just like think that because they bought this course or this book or this guru said it, that if you disagree with that, then that's just heresy. I think that's stupid. I think that there shouldn't be any dogma in copywriting. We should always be trying to break the rules and try new stuff. Yeah, dude. I mean, like one thing I think about is like, like, uh, like being a leader. Like if you want to be a leader in, in anywhere, like you're going to be doing stuff that other people aren't doing. You're going to be willing to take these risks and some of them aren't going to work out. You're going to do stuff that, that doesn't work. That does, you're going to break a rule that maybe you shouldn't have because the rule was there for a reason and it's not ready to be like uh, gotten rid of just yet. But but that's part of like if you want to be blazing the trail, if you want to be, you know, and there's more rewards. It's all like high risk, high reward. There's more risk that comes with it because you're going to open yourself up to more failures and more problems. But the reward is higher because then you end up like establishing a name for yourself in an industry instead of just being one of another thousand copywriters who just started and they're on Upwork or they're calling themselves the email marketing dude or, you know, they're – Dude, I had one guy who, who I think it was at least one, maybe two, who just copied my entire website. And one guy did it in Spanish. <laughs> like – <laughs> same design, same wording, but I guess he just like he's like he just Google translated the whole thing into Spanish, and then I'll put it on his own domain with his own. I think he might have even been using my photo, <sighs> and they think that's going to work. Like, oh, it's because it works for that, because it works for John, or because it works for Daniel, I'll just copy the whole thing, and then I'll be as successful as them. And it's like, if yeah. only it was that easy. <laughs> yeah, that and that's exactly that's <clears throat> being a hamster. That's just just as annoying too as the little one my son had. Mm-hmm. all right man well let's uh let's wrap this up here before we go so we've got two things to discuss we've got uh where people should go after this if they want to learn more about you and then the second thing is we we're putting together a special bundle if you've been on uh, either of our email lists you would have heard about these bundles that we do we're getting a few different copywriters together some products and and basically giving you a, a huge discount, uh, you know, putting all the products together. So it might be two, three, five grand worth of value. And then you pay like a really, really small amount. So we're doing another one of those and um, it's going to be a pile of interviews, special interviews um, on what's working now in copy. So uh, what I thought and uh, Daniel's uh, agreed to, to be part of this as well is, is why don't we get some copywriters together and talk about, we've talked about it a bit of it here, but we're going to go much more specific. And I think this interview for this bundle where it's like, what, what exactly, what specific things are, are working right now that weren't working before or what things did work before that aren't working anymore. And what do you need to be doing differently? So um, I don't know if you uh, have any, you know, if you know ahead of time, yeah. exactly what you're going to say, but I'm curious what you uh, might be sharing. Other than well, we, we are, um, yeah, we, we were about to do this literally after this interview. Uh, we were just going to be economical with our time, right? Yeah. So as soon, as soon as we get off this one, we're going to do that. Uh, and I can say, like, what, we, what we've talked about right now was just a fraction of what I was, I was planning to get really, really um, into some of the strategies I'm using to write email campaigns that are working well. And, like, it, you know, not... Not to toot my own horn, but you know, we were just we just did a campaign and I outsold everyone else, right? With probably the smallest email list. So I've you know I've got a few things that are working, and I haven't really gone uh, into too much depth in how I'm thinking about creating those campaigns. So I'm planning to talk about that for sure. As for the uh, other thing where people can get on my emails, just persuasivepage.com, persuasivepage.com. And use one of the many opt-in boxes there. I'm not scared about putting opt-in boxes on that page. I will tell you that. 
<laughs> and you can opt in for my parallel welcome sequence and get some of those crazy stories we've been talking about. Yeah, and also the landing page. I think I, it wasn't like this the first time whenever I signed up. But uh, you've got it's like a long form sales page for your email list. It's great copy, so I, I encourage people to go there, persuasivepage.com, and, and read. Don't just sign up; read the whole page, and uh, have some. You know, if nothing else, you'll at least be entertained and probably get a chuckle or two out of it. So, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, dude. Cool, man. Well, uh, I'll have uh, links to the books and uh, your persuasivepage.com on uh, the website, dropdeadcopy.com, and the pod- via the podcast section, you'll be able to find Daniel's interview. And, uh, yeah, you can follow it all up there. Daniel, thanks for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having me on. I, I know you know I've been wanting to, to chat to you on this one for a while, so I can tick this one off my list, finally, be on yeah. John's podcast. Done, man. Mate, bucket list done. Good stuff. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having me, John. Thanks, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to become a well-paid freelance copywriter so you can live life on your terms, check out my webinar on how I get paid up to $10,000 to write simple, fun emails. And I'll even show you how I got started with no experience, no connections, and no formal writing training. To get the training, go to www.themcmethod.com slash webinar. That's www.themcmethod.com slash webinar. Yeah,